So between February 2021 and August 2021, the S&P rallied by 22%, and this was an extremely profitable period. Again, it goes back to what we say about just following price and the markets. Now imagine just turning off all your media channels and just focusing on the charts. This is an effective and very simple way of making life-changing gains. Welcome to the Money Mindset and Investing Podcast, a financial literacy podcast series with myself, Zahir Anwari. And myself, Kola Badamasi. We are the co-founders of SublimeTrading.io and the Griffin Fund. In this episode, we are going to review the financial markets in 2021 and give you guys a brief overview of how we see 2022 panning out. Yeah, so let's get straight into this and pick out some of the major events of 2021. And we will then tie this into how the markets performed over the last 12 months. So, Kola, what do you have for us? So, January 2021 got off with a bang with the storming of the US Capitol, which made interesting viewing on our media channels. Joe Biden's inauguration as the 46th US president also took place in January, and Kamala Harris was appointed as vice president. Yeah, really, really interesting start to 2021. We then, of course, in March had the ever given cargo ship, which got stuck in the Suez Canal, which caused a lot of havoc. And then there was, of course, Elon Musk's SpaceX, which also had its first all civilian space flight. There was some lucky individuals on there. Yeah, definitely. And then we went on to see the Taliban regaining power in Afghanistan after 20 years of war. And then don't forget, we, of course, continue to battle with COVID-19 and its variants, which caused and continue to cause global challenges and changes in the way we live our day-to-day lives. Yeah, exactly. Throw in, for example, shortages of petrol. You know, there's talk about COVID passports, supply chains are faltering. In addition to all of that, you've got countries that failed the climate challenge again. There were nuclear program advances, civil wars worsening in some parts of the world. I mean, you can look back on 2021, just so much happened. But I mean, is that any different to any other year? It happens every year. A lot of stuff happens and we've just got to learn to sort of understand what's happening, but then also try to understand how that impacts us as investors and the financial markets. Yes, I definitely agree with that. Now, as this is an investing and financial literacy podcast, We want to translate how all that happened in 2021 in terms of its impact on the market. So let's start with the S&P 500. This is our primary indicator of how the markets perform. Now, despite everything that happened in 2021, the S&P 500, a major US index, rallied by almost 30% in 2021. Yeah, spot on. Really good point, Collar. So break this down for us. What are you trying to say, regardless of what's happened? You know, the S&P went on this big bull run of 30%. You know, what are you trying to say? Break it down for us. What is the main takeaway here? Okay, so what I'm trying to say is naturally people are always trying to find meaning behind the way the markets move. It's just human nature to think the more we know and understand, the smarter we are. And when it comes to the financial markets, the more this translates into profit. Now, this is actually counterintuitive. To be a successful investor, the more you block out the news, the noise, opinions, including your own, the more profit you will make. Yeah, interesting. This concept is really often hard for people to grasp and it's why people often have underperforming or poorly performing portfolios. 
or even no portfolio at all. There is just so much information floating around. After all, we're now in the information age that people tend to get bogged down in it all and don't know where to start. And ultimately, that can lead to stagnation. This is a real shame, guys, because actually good investing is very, very simple. And if people learn a proven process, they can really take control of their finances and their financial future. Yeah, people really need to grasp what you just said. And as the saying goes, investing is simple, but not easy. The best techniques are simple to learn. It's just a case of following a set of rules that work. It's consistently following these rules day in and day out, which is the challenge and where most people fall short. Now, this all boils down to a lack of financial literacy and knowing what is important and what isn't, and then filtering that into managing a portfolio around your busy lifestyle in minutes a day and with good weekend preparation, which we've talked about in a previous podcast. This is just a skill that can be learned. It's like riding a bicycle with children learning from their parents. Driving a car is almost a given that people learn when they come of age, but managing the money and investing is not shared from generation to generation, as, again, financial literacy is often lacking. Yeah, exactly. And where does this stem from? Well, you know, there could be a whole manner of factors, but often financial literacy is not part of the schooling system. So if it's not part of the schooling system, then it really falls on our own shoulders to get on top of what financial literacy means for us. So, you know, some really, really good points. And just to add to what Kala is saying, we aren't saying don't keep up to date with the news. That's exactly what we are not saying. It's important to stay informed so you can have meaningful conversations and discussions and adapt your lifestyle accordingly if needed. But when it comes to investing, often a lot of what you see in the news, a lot of what you hear, does not matter. If people switch off their media channels and just follow the markets using charts, which is known as technical analysis, they would have far better performing portfolios. And for some of you guys out there who are actually just stagnant and haven't really got going, technical analysis will completely change your whole outlook on investing and how to approach the financial markets. Yes, and that's exactly the point that we want to get across to all of you. People would see better results if they were more in tune with the natural movement or the seasonal movement of the market. So let's break down 2021 as last year is a really good example of what generally tends to happen. So I want to start off by going back to December 2020, where there was a 15% increase. And this is what is called a Santa Claus rally. This doesn't happen every year, as we saw last month. December 2021 was a quiet month, but when the markets move, they move. This is interesting because when the world as a whole is starting to shut down for Christmas, the markets can rally, which means a very profitable time of the year for everyday people who are positioned correctly in the market. Yeah, brilliant. A really good example of why, as everyday people, we want to be more than just consumers. We really want to learn to be a combination of both, which is we want to learn to spend money as needed. Of course, that's part of life, but we've also got to learn to get the best out of our money through good investing. Now, Christmas is synonymous with spending and buying presents when you could actually be doing both and having a portfolio that makes you excellent returns during the festive period. So, Carla, what's next? So, as is often expected, the start of the year, January 2021, was a flat month with a 4% decline in the market. Again, this is natural, especially if the market rallied the month before. If we look at this month, we have seen something similar with the S&P 500 declining by 2% so far. Yeah, we're only a few days into the new year, so it'll be interesting to see 
how the rest of this month pans out. So following that 4% decline in January 2020, what happened next? So between February 2021 and August 2021, the S&P rallied by 22%. And this was an extremely profitable period. Again, it goes back to what we say about just following price and the markets. Now imagine just turning off all your media channels and just focusing on the charts. This is an effective and very simple way of making life-changing gains. Yeah, again, the temptation is always there to find meaning. But with the markets, it's not about finding meaning or being right. Our priority, and I think people often forget this, is to put a portfolio together that performs very well, that we can manage effectively and efficiently, and also one that really allows us to sleep well at night. You certainly do not want to be emotionally attached to your portfolio and the decisions that you're making. And looking at charts is the best way to do this. Okay, so what happened next after we had the 22% rise in the market? Well, August 2021 saw a 5% decline in the market. Yeah, and is this expected? Well, yeah, for two reasons. First of all, after a 22% rise in the market, there has to be a correction, also known as a pullback in the market. After every move the market corrects, it is just natural to price action. These declines are often when people panic and start calling market tops and crashes. It's quite amateurish. People need to stay calm. And again, this goes back to financial literacy and having a process that actually works. Yeah. And the second reason to add to that is that ultimately August is a summer month. And during the summer months, the markets naturally go quiet. Institutional money dries up. People go on holiday. Traders and investors are away from their desk. A correction is only natural. What we're trying to get at here, guys, is that if you start to get to grips with the natural movement, the natural cycles of the market, the whole process becomes a lot simpler and a lot smoother. Okay, so once the summer months come to an end, what happens next? Well, there was a bumpy 5% rise in the market once price recovered from the decline in August and the S&P 500 started printing new all-time highs. Okay, great, Collar. So a really nice summary of the performance of the S&P 500 at the end of 2020 through 2021. A really good example of how the natural cycles of the market throughout the year. Now, the next stages, and more importantly, how did this translate into some of the stocks that we had in our portfolio and the profit we made? First of all, it's important to understand, guys, that before we actually get into the stocks that we looked at, it's just to understand a little bit more about how we use the S&P 500. The S&P 500 is an index, and an index is an average of a group of stocks. So the S&P 500 is an average of 500 stocks. The Dow Jones is an average of 30 stocks. The NASDAQ is an average of 100 stocks. The FTSE is an average of 100 stocks. That's a FTSE 100. We've also got the FTSE 250. Ultimately, indices are an average of a group of stocks. Now, if you invest in the average, so you can, for example, invest in an S&P 500 tracker fund, you will get average results, which is a great place to start because a tracker fund, even though it's getting you average returns, which may be, say, 5 6 7% a year, it's far better than what you would get compared to living your money in a high interest account in a bank where you typically get less than 1%. So investing in the average is a great place to start and it does perform and it will get you fairly good returns. However, logic should prevail that if the S&P 500 or the indices are an average of a group of stocks, 
there will be some stocks that are performing better than the average, and there'll be some stocks that are performing worse than the average. Here at Sublime Trading, we have a scanning process and an analysis process that consistently filters out stocks that are performing better than the average. And that is how we get results that are far, far better than the average, particularly when you start embracing compounding and understanding how to really accelerate the profit phase. Okay, so let's move on, Kola. Give our listeners a breakdown of some of the top performers for 2021. Okay, I want to emphasize our portfolio was stock-heavy last year. The commodities and currency markets in general offered very little in opportunities. In terms of UK stocks, Ashted Group, which is an international equipment rental company, was probably the best performer. Now, this stock started off the year at £35 a share and closed off at £59 a share, resulting in a 70% move for the year. Now, it's not uncommon to find US stocks achieving these kind of moves, but quite rare to find UK stocks achieving moves such as 70% in a year. And this is why we scan the markets daily, because you just never know which stock is going to outperform the index. Regular readers to our newsletter will have exposure to these stocks as we are guaranteed to filter these top performers out through the scanning process. So Crowder International is the next UK stock which performed really well in 2021. That went from £66 to £101 by the end of the year, moving up 52%. Then moving over to the US stock market, we have Keysight Technologies, and that moved from $128 to $206, and that was a move of 60%. NVIDIA went from $131 to $301 with a staggering move of 129% for the year. And we also have IDEX Laboratories, which went from $326 a share up to $658 a share with a move of 101%. Yeah, some really, really good examples. And guys, this is just a handful of some of the stocks that we've got in our portfolio and that have been picked up by our scanners. You know, when the stock market moves, there's a plethora of opportunities. It's then really just having a process that narrows down to the very best performers. You only need to have a handful of good stocks in your portfolio to see excellent returns. Now, I just want to go back and touch on a point that Kola talked about, which is commodities and currencies. They didn't feature in our portfolio much this year. And I think it's a really good example of why you don't want to be attached to any one particular asset. So a good example of that is actually gold. Now, gold, people love gold. People tend to have this sort of almost an unhealthy obsession with gold, with gold being gold. But if you actually look at gold, gold has been going sideways since September 2011. That means for 10 years, gold has had no direction to it. What we're looking for as investors are assets that have a direction to them. That's either to the upside, which is known as a bull market, And these are moves that last for months, potentially even years, or moves to the downside, which is a bear market. And again, we're looking for moves that last for lengthy periods of time. If you look at gold, it's just been going sideways. So you wouldn't have really made any profit. Again, another example is oil. The last time we actually traded oil was back in 2014, 2015. That's when oil crashed from around $100 a barrel to around $30 a barrel. That was a bear market. Since then, oil has just been trading sideways. So you don't want to get obsessed with ticker symbols. You certainly don't want to get obsessed with any particular asset. As an investor, you want to be neutral. 
And you then want to move to the assets that have the highest chance of returning your profit. Now, some of those companies that Collar has mentioned, you may not have even heard of, but they have been some of the most profitable companies of 2021. And that's what you want to be doing as an investor, moving to where the money is and moving to the assets that have the highest chance of returning you a good profit. Okay, so that's a great summary of 2021. We talked about the natural movement to the stock market. We talked about how blocking out the noise, the news, and just really focusing on the chart really helps you as an investor. We talked about, okay, being aware of what's going on in the world from a personal level, from a human level, but understanding how to separate that from the investor in you. We also talked about how moves can happen over the festive period known as the Santa Claus rally. So you really want to learn to be not just a consumer, but also an investor. And then finally, we shared some of the best performers in our portfolio in 2021. Now, it's important to understand, guys, that some of these stocks, in fact, all of the stocks that Kola has mentioned, we still have them open. So there's a very good chance that through 2022, these could continue performing well. When they stop performing, we'll simply cut out from them and replace them with other assets that are performing. This is part and parcel of knowing how to rebalance a portfolio. Okay, so great place to end in terms of 2021. Let's move on and start looking ahead at 2022. Can we expect more of the same? You're probably asking. The answer is yes, but we have to apply caution. The stock market has been on a 600% plus bull run since 2009. You will often hear people calling this a bubble and saying that it just cannot go any higher, but they are regularly wrong. And this goes back to why we say that it's really, really important that you learn to ignore the news, you learn to ignore opinions, including your own. You really want to let the market itself dictate a market top and not predict one. Now, we need to apply caution as the S&P 500 is approaching the $5,000 level. It is a major psychological level that has the potential to reverse the market or cause a much deeper correction than normal. This is where risk management and exit management come in and should already be part of your pre-thought-out investment plan. However, the market may also make light work of this level and shoot through to $6,000. We really have no idea what will happen next. In terms of our portfolio, we will continue to scan the markets and keep adding the best performers in there and cutting out from the ones that don't perform well or stop performing And this is part of putting a portfolio together and then rebalancing when the time is right. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I think this is a great place to end today's episode. I just want to reiterate, guys, that it's all very, very simple to learn. Some of what we are saying may be going over your head, but this is just a case of familiarization. You certainly do not want to let this daunt you. Everything is difficult until it becomes easy. That's just the way it is. You have to rise up to the challenge and learn to take control of your financial future and your future wealth, as this is now your responsibility. If you nail this, you have a set of skills that you can pass on to your loved ones and to your children. 2022 must be a year where financial literacy and generational wealth are just far more than buzzwords. So don't forget to complete the scorecard below and get access to an excellent investor starter kit, which includes the newsletter, which I already mentioned earlier, as well as the video syllabus that explains what financial literacy is for us as busy everyday people. And don't forget to follow us so you're notified on future podcasts. And don't be greedy, guys. Share this with people you know who will benefit from listening to this. And also do reach out to us on our socials to let us know what you think of this episode. See you guys. 
Take care. Thank you.